Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! episode 173 of the bone bat show you know it you love it how's it going gord you want more of it it's going all right you <laughs> not too shabby good I good guess, if you like um, that sort of thing yeah uh, yeah and i know you didn't ask but i'm sure it's like top of the mind i am recovering quite nicely from the self-inflicted fork injury i've experienced Whilst attempting to stab a potato. Thank you. Thank you for your concern. You got forked? I got forked. I got finger forked. So so how did this happen? You were about to put that potato in the microwave. You stabbed it a couple of times. And how was your hand in the wrong what? place? All right. So first of all, you're a cretin. Because I wasn't putting it in the microwave. I was putting it in the oven. 
like God intended. So you take your, your basic potato, you poke some holes in it, you put a little bit of olive oil on the outside, so some, some salt, maybe a little pepper, and then you put it in the oven to cook. So I'd taken these potatoes and I'd treated them with a little bit of olive oil, with the salt, I was ready to put them in the oven, and I went, oh my God, I forgot to stab holes in the potatoes. So I grabbed one of these slick taters, one of these greasy round taters, and I uh, I went to stab it. And uh, because it was oily, it wasn't quite in the position where I thought it was. My finger was in that place where the fork was meant to go. And right. I jabbed that fork directly into my middle finger. I see. Well, yeah. I'm glad right to hear the- that your, your finger is getting better. But I, I just want to call out the fact that you may call me a cretin, but I'm not the one who poked myself with a fork. So, <laughs> there's that. You got to suffer for art, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> for the art of the potato. Wow. The art. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're glad your finger is getting better. Uh, we uh, are back. It's it's been a we took a little break after the holidays, but uh, it's time to get back to work now. Uh, of course. Uh, listening to some music this episode. I'm super excited about this episode. I, I can tell. Episodes of the Bone Bat Show where I get to talk about shit I really dig. And uh, first up, musically, this episode from uh, Brooklyn, New York, we've got none other than Mutoid Man, uh, some tunes from them. You know, I actually found out about this band from Steven DeGenero, the director of Bone Bat Film Festival Flick's uh, First Date and, of course, Found Footage 3D. Uh, yeah. He had posted like just something online saying that, you know, uh, has anybody heard Brodsky from Caven's new band Mutoid Man? I'm always looking for some new music, and I, I checked it out. And uh, just shredding, kick-ass, concise tunes, lots of fun when they play. I brought up a couple of concerts of theirs and watched them, and uh, one of my new favorite bands from 2018. So, unfortunately, they're on tour right now. Why uh, is that unfortunate? In Europe, so we couldn't get them on for an interview, but uh, supposedly they're going to have a new album in 2019, so I'm going to definitely do my best to try to get them on the show when that happens. But uh, in the meantime, we've got some awesome music from the band. We opened the show with Melt Your Mind from their 2017 release, Warmones. And there's more where that came from. Additionally, it turns out that Mutoid Man is the house band for an online late night show called Two Minutes to Late Night, hosted by Guarcinio Hall. And it is like, as far as I know, the world's first heavy metal late night talk show it's got great music it's got comedy it's got sketches it's a total blast i've been digging it for about the last year or so and uh we're gonna have an interview with guarcinio himself a little later on in the show too so we've got some great music uh talk about a great show and uh the normal bone bat stuff you know and love so how cool is that yeah it's pretty cool you know we do we do a thing besides the show though we do we do a film festival, and if you are a filmmaker, if you know a filmmaker, if you are sleeping with a filmmaker, and it's a horror comedy, or better yet, horror comedy filmmaker, you better remind that filmmaker to submit their film to our film festival, because time is running out. That's right. The uh, submissions close for the Bone Bat Comedy of Horrors 2019 on March 1st. So uh, you want to make sure and get your films, either shorts or features, in before that date. Uh, Additionally, for those of you who perhaps uh, did not get in on the crowdfunding campaign via Kickstarter. Oh. (laughs) 
The uh, advanced tickets go on sale on February 1st, so we're about a week away from when we're recording this. Uh, 35 bucks will get you a seat to SIF Cinema Uptown on April 13th, 2019 for a full day of comedy horror shorts, features, and live music from San Francisco's The Pine Box Boys. Again, our ninth edition is going to be a great fucking time, and I hope you can join us. I'm going to. I'm going to join us. You know, another thing... That, no, uh, tell me another thing, Steve. I'm looking forward to seeing is we're supposed My, to have our oh. art from Dusty Peterson any tonight. Day. Tonight. Tonight. As we're recording this, gotta he... Look. Gotta look. Nothing. Go ahead, check. Skunk God. again. Sorry, that's an... <laughs> another <laughs> Christmas story reference that you want Oh, Jesus get. Christ. We're Never going mind. there. Never mind. Get off my lawn. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so we were expecting... It's... <laughs> Dusty gave us a little quick shout out last night, and he was like, "Dude, this art is looking so great! I can't wait to show it to you." So we're so excited to see this stuff. It's going to be fantastic. Dusty like teases us in the middle of the night. Oh, I'm doing this thing. You should see it. It's enough, but I can't show it to you. Too soon. You can't see it. That's enough for you. That's enough talking. We shouldn't even talk about it. I know. Just talking about it. That probably he's going to. Oh, I was going to show it to you, but I heard you talking about it. One thing we should talk about though is that the uh, Kickstarter surveys have gone out. We need your T-shirt size. We need your address if you want the tickets mailed to you in advance. uh, All that good stuff. So please uh, go to your Kickstarter account and make sure that you fill out the survey as soon as possible. We're going to be placing our T-shirt orders, our hoodie orders, and we're going to need to make sure that we know. Everything we need to know to get you the swag that you ordered. And boy, those t-shirts are going to look really cool with that new art that we're not allowed to see. <laughs> That's right. Very soon, man. I can't wait to unveil it. Maybe Friday? Friday would be a good time to unveil some new art to the mass. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would think so. Sure. All right. Cool. Hey, you know what pisses me off, Steve? What's that? This ridiculousness that is our shutdown government, and it's all because... Our illustrious president is throwing a temper tantrum over something he very specifically said Mexico would pay for. It, that's what's pissing me off. Like, I don't know why we as a nation have not risen up and gone. You said over and over again, like, like probably thousands of times, and Mexico will pay for it. So, you know what? We all knew it was bullshit. It sounded crazy. Don't throw a temper tantrum because you can't produce this crazy ass shit. You said Mexico was going to pay for the wall. They're not paying for the wall. And now you're pissed off because people aren't giving you money for the wall. If you can't understand this, if you're from, say, another country, what's going on doesn't quite make sense to you. It's like this. If maybe for the last two years I was telling everybody Jennifer Aniston is going to pay me a million dollars for a bikini milkshake party in my own kitchen where a milkshake would be made by Jennifer Aniston herself, and I would enjoy that milkshake. Who would be and wearing she... the bikini? Well, me, obviously. <laughs> okay, fair. Okay, back to the bikini milkshake party. In my kitchen, and I would enjoy this delicious milkshake that Jennifer Aniston had handcrafted for me. And then after two years, I got all bent out of shape because, A... I didn't have my milkshake party in the kitchen with Jennifer Aniston. And so I went and shut down the bone bat show in a fit of peak. (laughs) That would not be cool. That is essentially what's going on. And further, 
I asserted that actually Jennifer Aniston had paid me a million dollars already because I got a really great discount on a box set of Friends DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> so I am shutting down the Bone Bat show until Steve somehow makes this bikini milkshake party happen. I don't even know. It's that insane times a million. That's yeah. what's going on. And it pisses me off that, like, all, all the people that stood up and cheered, like, hey, Becca's is going to pay for it. How come none of those people are standing up and going, hey, uh... Wasn't Mexico going to, like, uh, favor this thing? That pisses me off. Dishonesty pisses me off, too. You know, just this last weekend, we were supposed to have a super wolf blood moon, Gord. I thought we had one. Yeah, I saw it. I was not impressed. Super blood wolf moon my ass. That's what my wife said when she saw it. Wow, maybe she was... It was Asking a for something white special. Moon here in Seattle. It was a regular white moon with a little bit of halo around it. Maybe it was slightly discolored. It did not live up to the hype at all. I expected the most metal fucking moon ever, and I was sadly disappointed. So I have to say, once again, science fucks us. They tell us <laughs> one thing's going to happen, and it doesn't happen. This is Did like you expect like last year bolts when, to fly out of the moon? Last year when Snowmageddon was supposed to happen, and it didn't happen, and I got to work fine. I bet you're one of those guys that's disappointed when there's like a tornado warning, and then a tornado doesn't actually come and knock no, your house down. No, but Super Wolf Blood Moon is supposed to be bitching, right? No, it's just a collection of, of names for things that are all happening at the same time. Like a blue moon is not actually blue. You know that, right? I don't really know. So the, the, the moon being made of cheese, that's not true? That's true. Oh. Yeah. It's just really freaking cheap cheese. You wouldn't want to taste it. <laughs> Tastes like lunar dust. Anyway, the moon show was weak, and that pisses me off. I'm sorry you're so disappointed, Steve. I'm very disappointed. You know, we should listen to a tune and rage a little bit. Okay. All right. This one Urgh. is from... The 2015 album Bleeder by Mutoid Man. One of my favorite tunes from the band Reptilian Soul.
Once again, that was Reptilian Soul from Mutoid Man off their 2015 release, Bleeder. And following mm-hmm. that, the theme song from Two Minutes to Late Night. Joining me now on the show, it is an absolute thrill for me, the co-creator and host of Two Minutes to Late Night, the preeminent late night heavy metal talk show, none other than Guarcinio Hall himself, Jordan Olds. How you doing, man? Hi. Doing good, Steve. Thank you so much Just for joining out. us on the show. Yeah, man. Of course. I'm super excited. Good to be here. Yeah. Good to be on the show. The show is actually just kind of my office chair in my living room. That's a pretty good show for me. I'm into that. There you go. There you go. Well, you know, the uh, the audience, I sure can imagine you in any way, shape, or form. So Yeah. <laughs> Put me on a horse. There we go. Imagine me on a horse. That's the best way to do it. I'm excited to have a chance to chat with you. Uh, I ran into your show last year. A friend of mine had kind of put me on a mutoid man and uh, loved the music. And as I dug a little further, I found out that they were your house band. And all of a sudden, I'm down this wormhole of this awesome heavy metal talk show. You know, we're comic book fans here. We love a good origin story. How did you pull Two Minutes to Late Night together? Um... Honestly, well, the original idea for the show was uh, a music video idea I had for uh, a local band in, in Brooklyn called Godmaker, and all of their songs are like 11 minutes long. They're, they're really good, but they're so long, and they wanted to do a music video, and they wanted to just do a performance video, and I wanted to try to think of something that you know was cheap and easy to do, like a performance video, but it wasn't the same old thing. So Mm -hmm. my writing partner, Drew, and I went down like a rabbit hole of watching just some Rob Zombie uh, performance videos. And they were all like him performing on different late night shows in the 90s. And that's kind of when I got the idea that that it would be a really fun way to do a music video is like make a fake talk show and then have the actual song performance be the like just look like a talk show performance. Right. Sure. So that's that was the original idea. And yeah, and then it just came together after that. I just decided that I really wanted to make the actual show the more I thought about it. I reached out to Drew. Um, I had actually started taking guitar lessons with Steve Brodsky. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of knew that I was into video stuff. And when I pitched him and when I tell, told him what I was doing, he was like, you need to meet my bassist, Nick, because he's just a weird stand-up comedian with like just a, a living family guy t-shirt so he's 
he, he'd be perfect for something like this. And then we just kind of built the show uh, dynamic around that, and it, it just, you know, it was it was really organic and fun. Well, that's one of the things that I've really dug initially about Mutoid Man is they appear to be having so much fun when they're playing. They're flipping each yeah. other off, and they're making jokes in the songs, and they're just having a wonderful time. And, you know, as you mentioned, heavy metal can be pretty dour a lot of times. You, you'll spend a whole evening just glowering, see six bands, and there's not a smile all night. And I've always had an affinity for bands that have just a great fucking time on stage. And Mutoid Man brings that. And then, you know, tied in with the comedy that you've got, like the sketch work and, you know, the, the chemistry between you and the members of the band... It just it's really fun what you put together. Well, thank you. Yeah. And that's that's also what I loved about Mutual Man. Uh, you know, when I first saw them, I'm like, this they get it. This is what this is what a show should be. Playing this type of music, I think should just make you want to act like uh, a Looney Tune. And that's what they do. So I was like, hell yeah. Yes, absolutely. And one of the coolest things about Two Minutes to Late Night is having a talk show host that shreds. How long have you been playing guitar? Oh, I, I've been playing guitar since, like, middle school. Um, <laughs> whenever I do something on the show, it's kind of just, like, um, uh, it's like, all right, what do we need? What do we need to get this to get the song kind of done? <laughs> like, we want to put it mostly on Mutoid Man and, like, the guest musicians, because they're you know who people are here to see is to sure. watch yeah. Mutoid Man and like John Baisley come together or like Gene Gleason like that's what they want to see or Dave Davidson I just am there to provide whatever is kind of missing <laughs> very good so far you've got a kind mm-hmm. of a premiere episode and then uh, six episodes is that right um there will be uh, eight actually it, so it, we got one more coming out um that uh, in, in in a couple of weeks, and then after that will be the finale. Oh, okay. So two more, nice. Yeah. Is there one so far that you feel for our listeners that really nails the concept of what you guys were trying to do? Um, I think it's like a combination of. I think probably the best example of the show is weirdly the uh, the focus group episode with Matt Sweeney. <laughs> I think really kind of nails um, exactly what the show is supposed to be. Like, it's a, it's a parody of a talk show. I think we have, uh, like, really good chemistry mm-hmm. in that. And it's also just a big heightened reality. I think my favorite episode so far is probably either going to be the finale, which will be coming out, or... Uh, the Contessa Stuto episode. Yeah, that was a great, um, that was a great episode as well. I think that that's a really good uh, representation of what the show is because she is a hip hop artist mm-hmm. um, performing with you know us. Like that's really what I want the show to be is just uh, genres of music coming together and also people that you wouldn't expect normally to be on the show to be a part of it. Like I want way more guests that aren't metal that aren't from this world, I think it's just, I think like that's when the show is going to be the most fun. Cause we can provide the metal aspect with me and like Mutoid man. But if we have performers like, you know, like a, like a Mac DeMarco or a, like a Mitski or something, mm-hmm. that would be, I, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, like I mentioned to you, that's sort of what I love about what we do in the Bone Bat shows. We throw in, you know, it's all the stuff that we love in one place. I, I like mm-hmm. that you're doing that. And the sketch stuff is a blast. Like, are you smarter than a Guar merch guy? That was a great sketch. The uh, one with Ben Wyman, uh, who was trying out for another band. Yeah. Oh, my God, that was so funny. I was just on the floor. It was great stuff. And it's Thank a great you. Break in between, you know, you're doing an interview, and then we cut over to a sketch, and we're onto something else. It's just flying by you like a three ring circus. So much fun. Great, yeah, that's the experience that we want you to have. <laughs> Fantastic. So, when do you think uh, the next episode will be coming out? Um, for, we're looking at. Uh, I don't want to jinx anything, but we're looking at early February. Cool. Okay. Um, it'll be a pretty fun episode, and then the. Uh, and then the finale is the is just a hail mary passive uh, of an episode, you know. All right. In addition to that, you also have the uh, Pod Minutes to Cast Night podcast that I've been enjoying oh, yeah. as well with your writers room. Uh, that's yeah, a lot of fun, man. I uh, for our listeners, a great place to start is the Tournament of Terrible Albums that you ended last year with. Because you, yeah. can, you can get a taste of a lot of different stuff, and then if there's an album where you're really enjoying that discussion, you can deep dive into that, into the individual episode. Yeah, if you're new to the podcast, like what the gist of our podcast is, is we listen to uh, albums that are considered by critics to be terrible. Mm-hmm. And then we try, we do our best to try to find something that we like about them. And sometimes it works, most of the time it really doesn't. Um, cause some of the, uh, some of the stuff that we've listened to is, is really, really wretched. Um, but, uh, we're trying something new this season too. Um, I agree a good place to start is our worst album tournament from last year, but this year we're going to start, you know, uh, having, uh, the writer's room is going to bring in albums that are genuinely considered good mm-hmm. by critics and the, and the popular, like just classic albums, but you know, one member of the writing uh, team might just not get it. Like, they're like, I don't know why everyone loves this album. And then we try to go through and figure out what's missing for them. What, uh, or, or maybe if they just, you know, didn't hear something before and hopefully try to get it. Like we did uh, 1984 by Van Halen. Yes. Um, I think we got a Green Day episode coming up. And then uh, JP Turbo. With Cat from Kerrang. That was a blast. Yes. I really I remember buying that cassette and I had that like in my car deck. Like yeah. the year I was graduating from high school. That was all I listened to that summer. And so yeah. revisiting that through you guys was a lot of fun because I remember those times and I remember, you know, always being a JP fan and then finding out about Ralph Halford and being like, Yep, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't I a loved surprise. it. Like Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of got in the other way. Like, I found out that Rob Halford was, like, uh, an out metal musician. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to check out this this band uh, when I was in, like, late high school. And I I didn't really, I, again, yeah, I didn't really get into them until I was in college. But now I fucking love them. They're awesome. <laughs> yes, it's a, that's a fun album. And uh, I just uh, saw that you are doing a uh, Van Halen Times Day gig. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really fun. I mean, I love Van Halen. I've wanted to do a Van Halen cover band uh, for a long time. I was talking to George from Vitus, and he wanted to put together a, like a Van Halen Times Day thing. And um, when we did our fest episode, um, Shauna from Warren Women, who are 
um, a frequent guest of the show, and they're also Hard Melissa's house band. Um, yes. She, uh, the singer of that band, asked, uh, like, I have a pop-punk karaoke band. Or just like a <laughs> punk karaoke band. That sounds awesome. Well, it's just we play, we were like, you know, we know a ton of punk songs from when we were in high school. So it's just like um, people will sign up to sing like the Misfits and then we'll play the Misfits while they sing it. And so, it's a like, shit how show. Many, how many songs? Like, do you We know like 300 songs. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, we do it uh, about every month out here in New York, but we did a special one-off when we were at Fest because uh, all the people that are in the in that band are also part of the Two Minutes to Late Night crew. Oh, okay. So, so this is Shana, Be Yourself, right? Yeah, it's Be Yourself. And um, Shauna asked if we could learn like a Van Halen song for her, and I was like, "Hell yeah, absolutely!" <laughs> so we we did it, and we had a really good time. And then um, when George asked me about it, I was talking to Sean. I was like, "We should try to put together." It would be really fun to do just like a full Van Halen cover set. Um, we talked about doing it next year for Fest. We probably will, um, but we're gonna try it out uh, it, it, in like a little less than a month at St. Vitus. Nice. Um, that sounds like so much fun. I wish I could be there, man. Yeah. Well, we'll be sorry to miss you. <laughs> Cool. Well, I, I promise I wouldn't keep you too long, but uh, I still have a bunch more things I want to ask you. So we're going to okay. go to the lightning round, okay? Cool. All right. Question number one. How long does it take to put on corpse paint? Uh, hour and 15 minutes. Holy shit. That's longer than I would have thought. It looks Yeah, great. well, we try to do a good job. What advice would you give Jimmy Fallon? Um, stop drinking. <laughs> is Rock dead? No, uh, only people that say Rock is Dead are killing it, though. What is your preferred gauge of guitar strings? Um, it depends on what I'm playing. If I'm playing uh, in a drop tuning, um, I like I like a NYXL, uh, that's kind of like a, a 10 to 56 kind of thing. Okay, okay. Um, but um, I guess if I'm playing standard, I also like, like a 10 to... To like forty eight or something. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite album to walk the dog to? Not a euphemism. To walk my actual dog to? Yes. Um, probably Van Halen one. I don't know. That's just off the top of my head. I think I just listen to it all the time. Okay. Uh, what or or so uh, or or Live and Dangerous. Nice. What late night talk show do you love? Um, Conan O'Brien. Late night with Conan O'Brien is. My is the best. It's you, uh, the inspiration for the show. What do you hate? Um, probably. You know, I want to say I hate Jimmy Fallon, but I don't. His writers' room is really funny. They done. They did this sketch called like first drafts of rock, and it's just them uh, singing uh, old time rock and roll by Bob Seger, but they're only singing the like take those old records off the shelf line mm -hmm. but for three minutes and it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> All right. So I don't really I don't know. I don't really I don't hate I don't think I hate any talk show. I think every talk show has like uh, a valid piece to it, but I think the most complete talk show is uh, that is everything that I love is is uh, is Conan. Greta Van Fleet has been mentioned quite a bit on your show recently. Oh, boy. Yeah. Will, will Greta Van Fleet ever do anything as good as the first Fastway album? 
I have no idea. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> uh, I guess. I don't know. To be honest, I don't even know the other band you mentioned. Fastway? So that was the, the band by Pete Way of UFO and Fast Eddie Clark. And at the Really? Time, yeah, it's fucking great. And you can get the first two albums, Fastway and All Fired I, Up, like on a double CD. It's fucking good, Jordan. You got to check oh, it out. Oh, I will check that out. You I love, love Fast Eddie and I love UFO. Yeah, no, it's good shit. Yeah, man. I'm in. Okay. Sold. So, you can have any artist or band, alive or dead, join you and Mutoid Man on Two Minutes to Late Night for a cover. Who is the Prince. artist, and what is the tune? Oh, oh, God. It's either it's probably Prince. Okay. Um, and uh, if I if it were up to me, I would it would probably be. I think it would be really fun to jam, uh, just like controversy or something, or maybe Let's Go Crazy. <laughs> controversy is a great fucking tune. That's a good. It's song, a great man. song. Yeah, it's just one riff for like ten minutes, but I love Bow. it. Wow. Yeah. No, it's that's some good it's stuff. disco sleep. It's great. Yeah, it's totally good. All right, and our final question: We always ask all of our guests on the Bone Bash Show, Jordan, what pisses you off, man? Um, I think what pisses me off the most is people who are unhealthily pissed off. When I see just people, uh, you know, who are just kind of irrationally out of control of their anger, it just makes me. Upset because it's like you're doing this to to everybody now. So shut up. <laughs> Very good point. All right. Man. Yeah. Where can our listeners find your stuff? Um, you can follow us on YouTube at Two Minutes to Late Night. Follow us on Instagram at also also at Two Minutes to Late Night. Um, we have a Twitter that's at Two M. 2LN I think it's our stupid acronym just follow that um, I'm uh, I'm at Mr. Jordan Olds on Twitter um, please donate to our Patreon I mean we're the first season is over and I don't think we're going to Patreon fund like a full second season but we're still going to be putting out content there's going to be a lot of um, sketches and probably more stuff that's very similar to um our fest special that we did with Mass Intruder and Effie, Effie the Wrestler. And we're going to be trying to do more stuff that's outside of New York. So just, you know, uh, subscribe to the Patreon and kind of, and all of our social media to figure out what we're doing. Fantastic. And uh, I don't know, I don't know when this is coming out, but Sunday. Um, it'll be a Sunday, the, 20, oh. what, the 27th. Oh, okay. Well, um, if you're in New York and you're, uh, not doing anything tonight. Where I'm uh, hosting a, a Royal Rumble viewing party with the uh, with the nobodies who are a drag queen trio that watch uh, and review professional wrestling from a queer perspective, and it's very funny. That sounds hilarious. Nice. Yeah. All right, man. Well, yeah, thank yeah. You, thank you so much for joining us on the show and telling our listeners a little bit more about what you do. Uh, oh, final well, thing. yeah, of course. Why don't you uh, lead us into your two favorite Mutoid Man songs? Oh, well, yeah. I You asked me to pick a favorite, and I didn't have... I think it's like a tie. I think my two favorite Mutoid Man songs are one is Irons in the Fire, because it's just very en- energetic and fun and noodly, and it sounds like the best wrestling entrance theme song of all time. And then uh, the other one would be Bandages, because I cried the first time I listened to it. I... Uh, was on a run and I was running through a baseball diamond and I just I had to stop for a second because Steve gave me the feels it just builds the right way it's an incredible fucking song 
Fantastic. Here we go, folks. Irons in the fire and bandages. Off Hell yeah. Bones. Hey guys, this is Guarcenio Hall from Two Minutes to Late Night, and you're listening to The Bone Bat Show.
All right, once again, thanks to Guarcinio Hall, a.k.a. Jordan Olds, for joining us on the Bone Bad Show. Uh, you'll be able to see the season finale of Two Minutes to Late Night in February. I hope you check that out. Uh, and after that, Guarcinio's two favorite cuts from Mutoid Man, taken from 2017's Warmones. That was Irons in the Fire and Bandages. So, dude, uh, just a couple of quick notes for you about Mutoid Man, since I know that you're not familiar. Band was formed Let me know. in 2012 in Brooklyn, New York, by uh, cave-in vocalist, guitarist Steven Brodsky, and Converge drummer Ben Kohler, along with bassist Nick Caggio. Uh, they released the Helium Head EP in 2013, uh, Bleeder, their debut full-length in 2015, and uh, most recently, Warmones in 2017 like i said they're currently touring europe with queller talk and mastodon great lineup uh, both bands i've seen a couple of times and uh, they put on a great show i wish i could have caught that bill but uh, unfortunately it's not coming to the state so i'll have to catch mutoid man the next time they are in seattle on drums for this tour is uh, Chris Maggio from Trap Them and Wear Your Wounds. Uh, unfortunately, back in December, uh, Ben Kohler, the drummer of Mutoid Man, had a freak accident that resulted in a shattered elbow. And so it required immediate surgery, and he's uh, unable to play or record for uh, the foreseeable future. So uh, that's unfortunate for him. There is a GoFundMe. You can find that link on the Bone Bat page. And, uh, Throw him a few bucks if you dig uh, his music to help him get back on his drum throw. As I mentioned, uh, Mutoid Man will have a new album in 2019, and uh, I will follow up with them and try to get him on the show, man. Right on. Their Looking stuff, forward to it. Yeah, our stuff can be found at mutoidman.bandcamp.com. That's it for music for the moment. Uh, you got any weird stuff this week? I do. From our friends in Italy... The Supreme Court of Italy, the Italian Supreme Court, that is, they recently ruled that watching porn at work is a protected right. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> How does that work? Uh, you know, I, you got to love these European countries where you can drink wine on your break, smoke take a cigarette. A, a two-hour nap in the middle take, of the day. Take a good long nap. You get back to work and you watch porn. Yeah. Uh, the Supreme Court of Cassation in Rome ruled that the car manufacturer Fiat improperly fired a worker in 2008 for watching an adult film on his personal laptop during a break. 2008? It took 11 years to get through the Italian Supreme Court? Things do not move quickly through the Italian Supreme Court. <laughs> well, now Much like a large Italian dinner, as many courses, <laughs> you've got to go through the antipasta course the pasta course if those two things collide you know then it, it blows up the whole thing there might be a sugo later yeah there's there's Nobody all kinds knows. of things i don't even yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway uh the worker have had apparently watched the movie on his break in uh the privacy of an electrical supply closet <laughs> and fiat fired him even though there was nobody else in the electrical supply closet that he was bothering, they fired him. And uh, this case wound its way through the court until it was finally ruled that the, the plaintiff had failed to allege that they objectively had a hostile work environment because 
nobody at work, the supervisor, the witnesses, nobody but the, the one person himself witnessed it. And uh, just because they regularly observed him watching these types of videos, not watching the videos themselves, they were not affected. However, and it was a hostile work environment for this film buff. So it's a protected right. If that's your thing, if that's how you spend your lunchtime, I suggest you go to work for Fiat in Italy. I had no idea. And just as a side note, a little extra little uh, bit of news, if you will, none other than Pornhub, who keeps track of these things, noticed a sharp increase (laughs) in the amount of porn that has been watched in this fine country after the government shutdown, which has led them to conclude that these government workers who are furloughed and then will be later compensated for their time are actually being paid to watch pornography. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my MAGA God. indeed. Thank you, Uncle Trump. <laughs> <laughs> We're paying our federal employees to watch pornography. Beautiful. That's the American dream right there at work. Yeah. That's that's and that's all the weird stuff I have for you. Alrighty. You know, I had a weird thing. Did you? As you know, we often talk on our lunch break. Uh, there's a little lake near my work where I go for a walk. And often you and I will chat on the phone while we, we take these uh, constitutionals. And uh, interestingly, the other day I'm walking around the lake and I, I see something on the ground ahead of me on the path. And I walk up and it's like a, a two-inch piece of ramen. Like Wait, like the curly, whole pack or just... Curly hard noodle. And then I'm I go like another hundred feet, and there's another piece of ramen. I go another fifty feet, another couple of pieces of ramen, another hundred feet, all the way, like three quarters of the way around the lake, a piece of ramen, and just this chain of ramen. And I, I was forced to believe the only logical explanation was that there was a samurai lost in the lake. And he had left the ramen so he could find his way back. That's all I can think happened there. I, I'm not sure. Sort of a samurai Hansel and Gretel? Yeah, something like that. You, you think that's unlikely? I think anything's possible in Seattle. <laughs> that's kind of weird. Yeah, there was, I think it's probable. There was the ninja that would appear at night and jerk off. That's right. <laughs> right here in Seattle. So, Do you think he's a cook? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know if he's related to the samurai at all. It's possible that they're unrelated cases, but uh, I thought it was weird enough to mention in your segment. The weird news from Seattle. Thank you, Steve. Any any thoughts on that at all? I well, yeah. As you were describing this to me, I was thinking the same exact thing that you were. That it was like some Hansel and Gretel type situation. Just in the absence of breadcrumbs, maybe... Yeah, exactly, or popcorn. Like, that's often used, I think. You might leave popcorn. Maybe it's a broke college student that's lost. Could be. Like, all they had in the backpack was ramen. I ate a lot of ramen in college. That's possible as well. Yeah. It was ramen and weed, and they didn't want to drop weed on the ground as they walked around the lake. I think it's one of those eternal, unknowable questions, man. If you myth, come back later and all that ramen is is it still in the same place it's but gone cooked? Now. It's all gone. Oh. Oh, that's even weirder. You got somebody out there eating raw ramen. Well, I think there are animals around there, so probably Clearly. got snapped up. Only an animal would eat raw ramen. That was a couple of weeks ago. It's been probably a while since we recorded. Potatoes in the microwave. <laughs> probably. 
All right, dude. Want to listen to another tune? Oh, I would kill or die to listen to another tune. Fantastic. Uh, why don't we go back all the way to the 2003 Helium Head EP and uh, check out the uh, first song off that one. This is called Narcissist with a silent G. <laughs> Once again, oh. Narcissist from Helium Head by Mutoid Man, 2013. Pick up their stuff at mutoidman.bandcamp.com. Uh, got any multimedia triage this week, Gord? What are you digging on? So much. So much stuff. It's been a while since we recorded, so uh, you can, yeah, I'm not you can even really sure. stack that stuff up. What's what? I mean, did we talk about Frostpunk last time? Uh, yeah, I mentioned it to you. I, I, that was before I sent you a copy, though, for Christmas. Yeah, no, it was a it was a wonderful, sensitive Christmas present you sent me. I got the copy of Frostpunk, which is uh, a survival-type, uh, real-time strategy game where you're you're stuck out in the the snow, and you need to make your, your society sort of rise from the ashes of this, this burnt-out, uh, I don't even know what it is. A great big steam generator that you need to fire up and, and keep running and, and warm up as you get more and more survivors around this thing and, and try to build up your 
your base and explore uh, before uh, things go really, really bad because it just keeps getting colder and colder and you're running out of resources. I've been playing that. I wanted to thank you because there's nothing I like more than an impossible task with a really sad ending. I've been exiled. Uh, another game I had all of my people freeze to death. That's good. Worked on a game that I gave up partway through because my people were going to starve to death. <laughs> oh, jeez. Super. It's a super game. Have you got to the part where a, de- a random dev runs out and kicks you in the nuts right as you're, ab- <laughs> <laughs> right as you're about to complete a level? Yeah, and then they you're, just go to your con- keyboard and they go, control, alt, delete, control, alt, delete, and run back out of the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that game was too hard for me. <laughs> so... So there's that. I actually am enjoying it, though. That's a fun game. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I, haven't, I, haven't I had to play yet. something a little easier. Uh, during the last Steam sale, I picked up uh, Grim Dawn. Have you heard of that one? Mm-mm. Kind of a Diablo ripoff, but uh, they do it so well that you don't mind. It's a lot of fun. And you go into dungeons and kill a bunch of monsters and do a bunch of looting. And uh, it's fairly inexpensive. I think it was on sale last week for 5 bucks. So uh, it's pretty fun. If you want to kill some things for a few minutes, uh, it's a good time. Check it out. And who amongst us doesn't want to kill some things for a few minutes? Grim Dawn. It's it's not bad. Cool. Hey, I watched a movie. This movie is called uh, Searching. And remarkably, it was a really cool, unusual movie that someone other than you recommended to me. This, this movie almost entirely takes place on a computer screen. You're watching the action. You know, sometimes it's through FaceTime calls. Sometimes it's through video feeds, but it's all going on on the computer. A lot of it is just, um, you know, typing, trying to figure out what's going on, emails back and forth. Oh, I know this film. I saw the trailers. This is the one where uh, John Cho's daughter gets kidnapped or something. Yeah. 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 The the deal is this guy's daughter goes missing and, you know, maybe it's a kidnapping. Maybe it's a murder. Maybe she ran away. You don't know. But it's it's uh, it's pretty touching it's in the beginning the the acting is is great it does as you say star john cho of harold and kumar fame uh directed by anish chaganti whom i've never heard of and it's it's definitely worth checking out it's not high concept boring it's it's very involving it's it's a cool movie and what's also cool is it's basically i think an indie type film they had a budget of a million dollars to make this movie mm-hmm 75 million at the box office. Wow. How's that for a return on investment, huh? That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. So it's called Searching. You you, you should watch it. Uh, Don't you need know, to watch it on the big screen. Yeah, I've been actually on the small screen. Uh, we should probably talk about another techie movie that came out recently. Uh, yeah. Black Mirror Bandersnatch, man. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, what, a, what a fun choose-your-own-adventure type thing on Xbox. I We, we watch that as a family and uh, made decisions together, went through several different endings. Got the the most successful ending, I think, where he gets, you know, five-star review. I we, loved it. What did you think? We never did. We never got a good review. But we did unlock some of the fun Easter eggy type stuff, which is, you know, it was cool that they built in just weird things that you can do that may or may not be related to the end result of the film. And uh, I enjoyed that as much as getting to, uh, you know, the, the, the final result. 
But uh, yeah, it's definitely cool, and I probably should go back and uh, spend another hour on it just uh, messing around. I thought the thing that was so cool about it was that you there was like no lag. You, you could make your decisions and you didn't have to like wait for it to go find the new place in the disc and download the whatever. It just right, like it with, kept with rolling smoothly. a lot smoothly. of adventure video games that are like yeah. cutscene based. Yeah, yeah, totally. I know what you mean. Yeah, strong work, Black Mirror. Thanks for bringing us something uh, something different and doing it well, really well. Absolutely. Another thing, Netflix land. Watching Punisher Season 2. Have you started this yet? I have not. See, I've made a mistake. It's good, but... Good, but... I watched John Wick right before <laughs> I started watching this. And now... It, and it makes the Punisher look like he's a he's a clumsy idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can understand that. So don't watch John Wick before you watch Punisher Season 2, and you'll probably enjoy it more than I am. But it's still, it's good. I like... I like uh, what they're doing with the villain, the Jigsaw. They're they're not just uh, throwing generic villain at you with uh, right. with no thought. Uh, he got his face slammed into the glass of the uh, carousel at the end of season one. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. So you knew something was going to happen with that. And then uh, I watched something that was decidedly not cool. Yeah, what's that? Yeah. So because we. We're in this situation where we wanted to watch a romantic comedy, and uh, I picked out what was streaming on Netflix that I'd never seen before that was rom-com. Mm-hmm. I watched this old movie called Beautiful Girls, starring, like, everybody, everybody who was anybody from the 1990s was in this film. And it was produced by Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> oh, shit. And it was the most cringy, creepy freaking movie you can possibly imagine, made even more so by this whole meta level of her, like, oh, yeah, her, ew, that sucks. Yeah, Natalie Portman is like 15 in this movie, and she plays a 13-year-old that the next-door neighbor who's like in his 20s is falling in love with. It's like a subplot, and they kiss, and it's just, I had to, like, afterwards, I went, apologize to everybody in the room. (laughs) I put Purell on the television. <laughs> then I set the television on fire. Yeah, that is it. not a movie that ages well. So look it up on the internet, but do not watch this creepy creep fest called Beautiful Girls. Wow. Yeah, this movie is cringy. Like, as cringy as the idea of a bikini milkshake party in my kitchen. <laughs> nice. And callback. Hey, uh, uh, yeah. are you watching uh, True Detective Season 3 yet? Nope, not gonna. Not gonna do it until I get a report that the season is complete and it didn't shit the bed. Uh, it didn't I shit do. the bed. It's definitely good. I mean, we're only three episodes into it. but uh, Is it, the season it's complete? Great. It's great. No, is the season complete? I said it wasn't complete. I already said okay, that. Okay, so. Are you, are you not listening be, to the no, I'm not, podcast? You're not listening to me, young Pay man. Pay attention to what God is going damn it. on here on the show, man. You're like, oh, no, it didn't shit the bed. It's not done yet. You don't know. So, <laughs> so you're saying that if it, you, you literally watched Hill House. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so there's an example of eight episodes that shits the bed in the in the last episode, arguably. And yes. you still watched it. So how is yes. that different than True Detective? 
because I want to know ahead of time. I don't have time for this. I got way too many things to watch right now to be disappointed. There's right. no, there's really no reason for it. Well, anyway, uh, Mahershala Ali and Stephen Dorff are doing a great job. Uh, a couple of kids have turned up missing in the show. and two How do you turn up missing? Uh, they turned up missing. They're just gone. I mean, if you they turn went, up, they you're went to not, play with the friend's I mean, puppy. And you're fucking missing. Sudden, or you turn up. Gone. One or the other. They'll have to find him. We're not there yet. <laughs> Only third episode. Are you listening? Are they, why are there turnips in this? Anyway, it's good. Check it out. Uh, other thing, uh, The Night Eats the World. Are you familiar with this movie? No. French zombie flick, or as I like to call it, 28 francs later, because that was probably the budget. It's about <laughs> a guy, Frenchman, he goes to a party to pick up a box of his stuff from his girlfriend's flat, and uh, she's having a party, so he gets stuck in the back bedroom, and he falls asleep. He wakes up the next day, zombie apocalypse, everything's fucked up. So he holds up in this apartment building and lives his life for the near future, uh, and then we find out what happens. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's actually very good. Uh, the budget is super low, and not a lot happens in a lot of it. It's like the first half of 28 Days Later, where he's just kind of hanging out with himself, uh, except for he doesn't go on to join the Peaky Blinders. That's a different film altogether. Okay. But, good uh, to know. Yeah, I'd say check it out. If you're looking for some uh, fun zombie mayhem, uh, The Night Eats the World on Netflix. Okay. I've been listening to a podcast, which is new to me. It's called the Imaginary Worlds Podcast. Look it up wherever better podcasts are podcasted. And the, the host just takes and looks at uh, at something. It's a, it's a look at uh, Imaginary Worlds, the willing suspension of disbelief and why we do it in different environments, different genres. And he'll take on anything from... Uh, yeah, Eve Online to Dungeons and Dragons to Magic the Gathering to zombie movies to Lovecraft and just go, hey, this is this thing. This is why it's cool. This is why we suspend disbelief in this thing. And I, I like where he's going. I, I I have appreciated a number of episodes on this podcast. He probably has like, I don't know, 50 or so. You can pick and choose to listen to what you want. Also, if you happen to be a parent and your kids are into this wacky card game you don't recognize, or they're playing this D&D thing you don't understand, or they're into LARPing, which you don't get. You could listen to this podcast and have it explained to your ass without having to actually speak with your children. So there's that. Do you really think that there are listeners to the Bone Bat Show who don't know what Magic the Gathering, D&D, <laughs> or LARPing are? There might be someone who's just... You know, this flipping sh- through podcasts and has encountered as us. Fuck. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, <laughs> hi, Mom. But other than that, <laughs> anyway. You make uh, a very good point. Speaking of other audio things, uh, recently uh, I kind of, you know, bands kind of come and go and you hear about them, but you don't have a chance to check them out. There's this band that's been sort of circling my orbit for a while called Carpenter Brute from france are you familiar with them i i only know about them because of you so they're called i guess the the style of music is called retro wave i was unfamiliar but they do what is what sounds a lot like 80s action or horror soundtrack music 
and the stuff is really cool. Uh, they came to Seattle last year, and so I missed them, and uh, just started checking them out recently, and totally dig their music. Their latest album is called Leather Teeth, and uh, just really atmospheric, synthy, a little heavy guitars thrown in there too. Lots of fun. Turns out, this is how far I have my head up my ass. We screened one of their videos two years ago at the Bone Bat Film Festival. The, without even knowing what we were doing. Without even knowing. So the, the film is called Escape from Midwich Valley, and it was submitted to us by the director, P.H. Diabes, just as a short. And I had no idea that the, the film is actually a Carpenter Brute music video. I went back and watched it, and yes, the music is bombastic, synthy, awesome stuff. The yeah. short was always great, too, and uh, it's just another aspect of this band. So uh, if that sounds like it might be your cup of tea, check out Carpenter Brute. Really good. They've got two albums, Leather Teeth, and then a, uh, a compilation called Trilogy, which is made up of uh, several EPs, three of them, of course, hence the name, uh, that uh, the gentleman did over the uh, last few years. So uh, pretty fun stuff. Uh, and additionally, uh, Julie and I on Sunday night went and saw uh, Peter Murphy and David J. They're touring currently uh, playing 35 years of Bauhaus. And uh, it was freaking fantastic. They sounded great. Peter Murphy is a fantastic performer. The band was just right on point, and they played all the favorites you'd want to hear. They played uh, In the Flat Field in its entirety, and then a bunch of other Bauhaus hits, including Bella Lugosi's Dead. There was a point undead, where, undead. There was a point where he stopped singing at the end, and the crowd took over, and it was just amazing. It was really cool. Just one of those great moments. Uh, they closed with uh, their cover of uh, David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust and just wrecked to the joint. It was totally fun. So they're just starting the tour now. If you have a chance to see them as they cross the U.S., uh, just check it out because, uh, wow, it was a great night of music. Cool. And that's all I got. Right on. God willing and the creeks don't rise. Next week I'm going to go check out Voodoo Glow Skulls. Nice. And uh, Reverend Horton Heat. Yeah, I'll escape my cave. That'll be a heck of a show. Yeah. Well, you have to give us a update here on the next show. I might even do just that. Cool. Well, why don't we listen to another tune? Let's do it. One more from Mutoid Man from 2017's Warmones. This is Date with the Devil.
once again, Date with the Devil from 2017's War Moans by Mutoid Man. And uh, following that, I thought I'd throw in uh, another fun tune. Friday the 13th, 8th from Helium Head. As I mentioned, uh, the band likes to have a lot of fun when they play. And uh, this particular tune is a little bit of fun with the time of the uh, tune itself, which I thought was pretty damn cool. So, hope you dug that. Thank you. So once again, I'd like to thank uh, Jordan Olds, Guarcinio Hall himself for joining us on the show, and Mutoid Man for allowing us to share their awesome music with you, the listeners, our usual bullshit. You can reach the show at 425-296-6557 or via email to steve at bonehand.com. That's also the home of the heavy half hour every once in a while. You can find my stuff such as it is at mightywombat.com, a new cartoon roughly every week. That's the place to check it out. Also, got a Facebook page where I post silly stuff, and the Bone Bat Show also has a page where I post silly stuff. It does. Uh, you can follow uh, the Bone Bat Show on Twitter as well. Uh, we have a feed for uh, upcoming film festival news and all that good stuff. I'm also Bonehand on Twitter, and we have a Facebook group as well. Uh, Thank you again for listening. If you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. Once again, tickets for the 9th Bone Bat Comedy of Horrors Film Festival go on sale on February 1st right there at BoneBat.com. So uh, if you don't have tickets, get yours today. We hope to see you there on April 13th at SIF Cinema Uptown in Seattle. And that's about Bye it. now. Should we uh, wrap this guy up? Let's wrap it up. All right, our final tune this episode is once again from Mutoid Man. From the 2015 debut full length for Mutoid Man, this is Deadlock. I hope you dig it. Once again, this is Steve. This is Gord. Have a good one. I do have a good one.
Let me turn up my headphones. Don't like scream or anything. 